Back when I was paying weekly, something that I haven't done for a while now, but will start doing again, trust me, Pinterest was my go-to place when trying to find my next subject or topic to paint. And I happened to have pictures of Betsy Coleman saved on one of my boards. So thinking of the next subject to talk about, I thought, what a perfect person's story to tell. Unlike the last two stories, I'm familiar with Betsy's story. The first Black and Native American self-identified woman pilot. During a time where women and Black people weren't allowed the same opportunities as her white counterpart. And even when she was able to achieve her dreams, she continued to face challenges. But what kept this resilient pilot going? This is episode three, Betsy Coleman. Now the story. Elizabeth Betsy Coleman was born on January 26, 1892 in Atlanta, Texas. She was the 10th of 13 brothers and sisters of parents of George Coleman, a sharecropper, and Susan Coleman, a maid. Now, it should be noted that George Coleman was Black and Native American descent. And in 1901, he would leave the family to find better work opportunities in Oklahoma. He had asked Suzanne to join him, but she decided not to go and remain in Wallachia, Texas. Wallachia, Texas. (laughs) This is an interesting name. He's like, Suzanne, come with me. <laughs> and she's probably thinking, uh, sir, George, uh, sir, no, ma'am. <laughs> Who's going to watch these babies? <laughs> Who's going to take all these children? <laughs> Granted, there's 13 of them, so I'm pretty sure they could have took care of one another. But Suzanne's like, no, no, George, I'm going to stay here with my babies. You can go on and go. And granted, you know, if to the benefit, to give George the benefit of the doubt, it's probably hard for him to leave too. So, you know, there's that. But still, <laughs> moving on. When the Coleman kids were old enough, they contributed to the household as well. Betsy began helping her mom pick cotton and wash laundry. And years later, after her graduation, with the money she saved from working, she was able to move to Oklahoma to attend Oklahoma Color Agricultural and Normal University. <laughs> so that's funny. Normal University. I don't know why. That's just okay. Which is now Langston University. But due to not having enough money for tuition, she had to drop out after just one term. She would later enroll and graduate from Burham School of Beauty, Cotroyum. And in 1915, 23-year-old Betsy joined the Great Migration, a time when millions of African Americans headed north to escape the oppression laws of the South. Uh, She would move to Chicago with her brothers. There, she became a a manicurist. A manicurist, sorry. (laughs) I'm like, a a (laughs) manicurist? I'm a little tongue-tied. But she would become a a manicurist. Oh, my God. (laughs) There, she became a, man- a manicurist at a local barber shop. It was also noted that she worked a side job making chili for a diner. Yeah, that's it. Just chili. <laughs> this is like my fourth time recording this. So I'm just, ugh, bear with me, y'all. But she was just making chili for a diner that they had said. So I don't, I don't know. But... <laughs> But between uh, polishing people's crusty ass fingers and just cooking chili beans all day, she was over it. Quoted, I want to find a bigger life. 
I want to amount to something, end quote. I'm done. She said, I'm too through. <laughs> I'm delusional. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. I'm just so <laughs> Now, while living with their older brothers who were serving in the military during World War One, the two will come home and tell stories about the war war and what's happening in France. I mean, it's World War One and it's hard not to talk about anything else. Bessie was hearing and reading all kinds of stories surrounding the war, in particular, the pilots. And it is said this is what piqued Bessie's interest in aviation. But due to racism and discrimination laws, there was no way she was able to earn her pilot license in the U.S. Now, her brothers would tease her and say that French women were allowed to learn how to fly, which I just, I don't know. It's like, how am I going to get made fun of because some old bullshit like racism? It's holding me back. <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> like, why are you teasing me? <laughs> but um, moving on. This got Bessie the think to thinking. She's like, I'm gonna go to France. And she won and she went on to tell everyone. She's like, Hey y'all, I'm going to I'm gonna go to, I'm going to France to become a pilot. <laughs> but that's not what she said, but once again, I'm painting the picture. <laughs> okay? Like so she's telling everyone she's becoming a pilot and the community is like what little Bessie Cohen wants to become a pilot I know that's right <laughs> you go girl <laughs> look at little Bessie Cohen <laughs> she's like that's right I'm becoming a pilot y'all <laughs> remember this is my fourth time recording this so y'all forgive me <laughs> so she's telling everyone everyone's just getting all riled up it was all the buzz and even the black owned newspapers it was even it was even on on like the black newspapers Blech. sorry so and one of those black newspapers was owned by robert abet he was the first black millionaire stop snap and famous black owner of the chicago defender and he helped spread the word word and getting funding for her to go to france so he's printing out newspapers with bessie's face on it saying with a title of like little bessie coleman and her dreams to become a, a pilot you know go fund her <laughs> like a, it was you know it was like a go fund me before go fund me. it was just like help her get to france you guys and everyone's reading about it everyone's talking about it and they're like yes so so the community is doing their thing they're, they're spreading the word word and getting funding for betsy to go to france to become a pilot and betsy was doing her thing she began taking french classes at night at berlitt school and you know November 20th, 1920, she was off to Paris. Yay! Clap, 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 clap. We did it, the community said. We got her to France. She's going to become my pilot. Go, Betsy. Bye, Betsy. Go, girl. Become a pilot and come back and show us. And uh, so she's off to Paris. And everyone's everyone's just like, mm, you go, girl. Like We did that. We did that thing. We did the damn thing. So she's she's off. And then when she gets, and then, wait, let me just, and when she arrives, Bessie encounters her first problem, dun, dun, dun. Due to a recent accident, uh, fly schools were closed to women. Determined, she said, quote, every no takes me closer to a yes, end quote. You go, girl. Plus, she's in France. I mean, if I made it to France, while taking while gaining the skill of like learning French and writing in French, like I'm not gonna turn around either. No, I'm gonna I'm leaving with something. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, she's hung with And that's what Bessie did. She was determined. So determined, she then had to crotoy a part of France and successfully convinced the board of directors or whomever to let her enroll in France's most well-known aviation school, Caderon's Brothers School of Aviation, where she would be the only black woman in the class and had to walk nine miles to and from her house just to attend. But like, that didn't matter. She did it. So who cares? She was like, I'm here. I can, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes at this point. And that didn't stop her. So you go girl. Once again, you go girl. So while she was attending school, she was taught in a 27 foot biplane that was known to fail frequently. <laughs> oh my God. And this is the best in the school in the country. <laughs> this school with this rinkadink playing. <laughs> okay. Okay. But during her training, a student died in a plane crash, which Bessie described as a quote, terrible shock to her nerves. End quote. But that didn't deter her. I mean, for me, if I would have saw that, I would have been like, whoa. Shit just got real. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> now, now let, let me think about this. <laughs> now, now, wait a minute. <laughs> but then again, I'm not Betsy Coleman. So, you know, she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to continue doing it. On June 15th, 1921, just seven months, Bessie will earn her international pilot's license from the Federation Aeronautique Internationale. Picture that, picture me saying that, but in like a French accent. So she earned her license. Woo! Clap, clap, clap. Celebrate, y'all. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> yes. But it didn't stop there. She then she then trained in Germany with former WWE flying aces. I want to say WWE so bad. So, but she will f- go to Germany. <laughs> But she would head to Germany and she would train with former WWE flying aces who taught her how to handle their primitive aircraft of the day while executing death-defying feats in the air. Ooh, so she was just left to right gaining things, you know, just picking up stuff from here, there, and like just, you know, just like learning and just, you know, keeping it all in her head like okay bam bada bing bada boom i'm here she made the she basically she made the most of it y'all she's like, I'm, I'm she learned everything before she headed back to the u.s on september 1921 bessie returned to the yes to the u.s where swarms of reporters went out to greet her air service news wrote quote a full-fledged abutrix the first of her race end quote betsy was also quoted the air is the only place free from prejudice. You never lived until you have flown, end quote. She was invited as a guest of honor at the all-black musical Shuffle Along. The entire audience, including the several hundred whites in the orchestra seats, rose to give her a standing ovation for being the first African-American female pilot. Woo, that's it. <laughs> I can just push it in, like, <laughs> or just, like, clapping and, like, you know, whistling. I can't whistle, but. Just, just picture that offer Betsy you go girl soak it in within five years Betsy will specialize in sun flying and parachuting and go on earn, to earn a living by barnstorming 
and performing aerial tricks. I don't know what barnstorming, barnstorming, <laughs> but she would specialize in those. She was best known for her loop-de-loops and making the number eight. On September 3rd, 1922, she became the first African-American woman in America to make a public flight at Garden City, Long Island. Woo, sap, sap, sap. Once again, we're just busting through walls, breaking down barrels, and all that great stuff. Okay, girl. The Chicago Defender publicized the event, stating, quote, wonderful little woman, end quote. Kansas reporter called her tricks, quote, heart's thrilling stunts, end quote. As many of three as many as three thousand attended the event, including local prominent people. This type of attention drew fans of Betsy in both US and Europe, giving her nicknames like Brave Betsy, Queen Bess, and the only race Aviatrix in the world. With all this new gain income and growing popularity, Betsy began to think outside of herself. She wanted to own her own plane and open an African American aviation school with the goal of encouraging women and African-Americans to follow their dreams and to fly. She stated, quote, Blacks should not have to experience the difficulties I have faced, so I decided to open a flying school and teach other Black women to fly. For accidents may happen, and, the, and there would be someone to take my place. End quote. Some say that quote was, it seemed to be foreshadowing, you know, Betsy's future. So, being in a position of prominence, she gave speeches, she toured the country giving flight shows, and showed films of her air tricks at churches, theaters, and schools. She even refused to speak to speak anywhere that was segregated or discriminated against African Americans. Ooh, you go girl, put your foot down. On February 1923 in Los Angeles, Bessie would have her first major accident. Her airplane engine suddenly stopped mid-flight about an altitude of 300 feet, and it was sent her plummeting. She survived, but was seriously injured. She had suffered a broken leg, a few cracked ribs, and cuts on her face. From her hospital bed, Bessie quoted, You tell the world I'm coming back. The fact that I'm alive proves that flying in the air is no more dangerous than riding, on, riding an automobile on the ground. End quote. And in 1925, after several months of recovery, she returned back to performing air tricks. Woo! girl that is good sorry about that she is good i would once again i would have been like wait a minute now let me let me just let me let's let's take a pause on these tricks and stuff but you know it's betsy it is said that her resilient spirit was able to save enough money to purchase her own airplane a jn-4 with an OX-5 engine, or a Jenny for short. You go, girl, you got your engine, you got your plane, you got your plane, she got her plane. She says, I want to get this plane. And she, and, and damn it, she did. She got that plane, she got the plane, she got that plane, she got the plane. Mm. Betsy will return to her hometown of Texas to perform, but due to segregation, white people and black people had separate interests to get into the stadium. And Bessie said, well, she didn't say it, but once again, I'm, I'm painting the picture. She was like, oh, hell no. Not an interest being segregated. <laughs> it's a damn doorway. <laughs> it's a it's a hole in the wall. <laughs> like That people go through and out, like to and from, in and out. Like, how is that segregated? 
<laughs> so she refused to perform. So so she she refused to perform unless there was only one interest for everyone to use. After the negotiations between the managers, they agreed. However, they will still be segregated between uh, segregated seating between the two. So they can walk in the same entrance, but once into the stadium, white people had to sit in the whites only and black people had to sit in the blacks only. And Betsy agreed and performed. Shining the spotlight on her even more, just not for the aerial tricks, but standing up for her beliefs in the public's eye. Once again, she's thinking outside of herself. On April 30th, 1926, 34-year-old Betsy is in Jacksonville, Florida, preparing for a show scheduled for the following day by taking a test flight. A young white mechanic named William Willis would be the one steering and Betsy riding passenger. The plane takes off, gradually ascending higher in the sky. It's when it reaches about the 3,000 feet, a loose wrench gets stuck in the engine, causing Willis to lose control of the steering. The plane then flips over, and because planes did not have roots around this time, Betsy, who was not wearing a seatbelt, will fall to her death. The plane will crash a few feet away from Betsy, killing Willis instantly. Betsy's death would be front-page news in all the black newspapers, while Willis, a young white man, death made mainstream news. But her death would be moaned by thousands across the world. Her funeral was held in Chicago, where a famous activist and African-American investigator journalist, Ida B. Wells Barnett, delivered her eulogy. Whew, which is, like, incredible. That's just amazing. An editorial in Dallas Express, South Otis, and at the time most widely distributed black newspaper stated, quote, There's a reason to believe that the general public did not completely sense the size of her contributors, the achievements of the race as such, end quote. In 1931, black pilots from the Challenger Pilots Association of Chicago started a yearly tradition to fly over the grave site of Betsy Coleman's. William Powell organized Betsy Coleman Aerial Club, and the Betsy Coleman Aviators were formed in 1977. In 1995, to commemorate her accomplishments, the Betsy Coleman stamp was made, stating, quote, Betsy Coleman continues to inspire untold thousands, even millions of young persons, with her sense of adventure, her positive attitude, and her determination to succeed, end quote. In 2023, as part of American's Women's Quarter Program, the U.S. Mint released a special quarter featuring Betsy Coleman. With the quote, Coleman remains a pioneer of women in the field of aviation, and legacy continues to inspire others. End quote. Betsy was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, that woman had a dream of becoming a pilot, and my God, she was going to become one through hell and high water. And she just didn't stop there. And I think that's one of the main takeaways for me when I was doing research for Bessie Coleman was how she continuously think uh, was thinking outside of herself. She wanted to share her dreams with others, all while advocating equal rights for black people. Because how's anyone supposed to pursue their dreams, let alone have a leg up in life if your basic human needs aren't met? Because she knew that black people were going to continue gaining their pilot wings, even if she was no longer there. Now that is a true definition of a trailblazer. If you enjoyed this episode and want to continue to wonder with me, then please leave a like, 
comment, share, and subscribe to the show. This has been Mind Over Wonder. Till next time, 